Hello, this is Deb Oliver with On the Porch. Today, Pastor Potts and my grandson, Tyler Johnson, are joining us on the porch. So grab your coffee, pull up a comfy chair, and join us as we discuss important things like... You think the rain's going to hurt the rhubarb? (laughs) And other important issues of the day. Today, we're going to talk about uh, anxiety because I've noticed that... uh, a lot of young people are anxious today and they, they contact me and they, they need prayer. They're afraid of this and they're afraid of that. And it's kind of different. I know one of the things that comes up repeatedly is uh, afraid of getting their driver's license, which is really foreign to me because uh, I was so excited to get my driver's license. I was there on my birthday. Um, so, there, you know, it just seems like the world has been changing and there's a lot of anxious kids out there and I'm just wondering you know what's going on so that's why I invited my grandson Tyler uh, here today Tyler could you give us some insight what do you think um, is causing some of this anxiety in young people today do you have a it's uh, basically like some young people I don't like know who to go to Oh. Or who to who to depend on for their anxiety? What do you do? That's I usually I know you're a strong worship leader mm-hmm. and a preacher. Mm-hmm. Most of all, I was raised in a Christian family. Thank God. <laughs> um, but I usually just either take my anxiety to you, or I just take it to the Lord. Most of all, and just. Tell him I lay my anxiety, whatever my anxiety is, at your feet and have him take care of it. Yeah, because, uh, what was the Philippians 4? What did, what's this Philippians 4 say? Um, thou shall not be anxious. Um, For nothing. Right. That's right. And give th- thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is very ironic because the season of Thanksgiving is coming up. <laughs> we should be yeah. thankful all year long. But it, it, the, the word that God does say, it, you know, not to be anxious for anything, but to make our requests known to Him. And that's what you just said you do. When you feel anxious, you go to the Father and you let your request, you know, help me, Lord, with, with, with this problem. And then you thank Him for it. Correct? Correct. Uh, I was, you know, that's what the Bible tells us all the time, that we are to do we are to be um always bringing our our problems to him and one of the scriptures this morning what's that little book i had right here um this i had a visual of this and it kind of reminded me of of me and how i am with my grandchildren you know i love you grandkids uh, too much (laughs) but um you know, God loves us more than, and it's hard to comprehend that anybody could love you more than grandma does, but God loves us more than that. And it says, you know, the Lord longs, he's, he longs to be gracious to you. And another word for gracious is kind. God longs to be kind to you. I long to be kind to my children and my grandchildren. Um, and he rises up to show you compassion. Compassion is sympathy. Um, and a desire to help you with a problem. And when you come to me with a problem, I want to, or any of my grandkids, I rise up and want to help you. I have compassion, sympathy, 
and I have a desire to help you with that problem. And Isaiah 30, 18 says the same thing. Yet the Lord longs to be kind to you. He rises up to show you compassion and sympathy. For the Lord is a good, the Lord is, uh, the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all of those who wait upon him. Uh, and the Bible talks about that too, about we wait upon the Lord and we renew our strength. That's why we have to get still and know that he is God. In that moment, if we calm down and be still and know that he is God, we are waiting upon him. Because He, I like to get a visual of him rising up out of the chair. When I come into the throne room and say, God, I am overwhelmed. I am anxious. I can't do this. I need your help. Because none of us get out of this life without some type of... Um, experience that has turned our world upside down, whether it's sickness, death, financial, divorce, whatever it is, none of us escape something. And it is so wonderful to know that we can come into the throne room of our Father and say, I can't handle this. I need your help. And I just get a visual of his kindness that he is just, it says that he longs to be kind to me and he gets up out of his chair and he has a desire to help me with my problem. And that's in Isaiah 30, 18. So this morning, Dad, I was going to ask you this question. Give me an example of when you were anxious and what you did in your life, when you were really fearful or anxious. For one thing, this keeps me from being fearful now. I know that he desires, I know from his word that he desires to help me. Yes, he does. Even more than I desire to be helped. That's right. I know that that's from his word. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that God, being God, can do anything. The devil knows that. Everybody knows that. But not everybody knows that he says, I will. I will, I will to help you yes. more than you will to be helped. I love you so much. He does. He loves us so much. And I think, you know, Jesus talked about when he, in John 15, when he was talking to his disciples the last time he spoke to them before he ascended to his father. And he said, I must go, but I'm sending the comforter. I'm sending the comforter. I'm sending the comforter. And you know what? That comforter dwells in us. So that means that we can remember that the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us and it will comfort our fears. Amen. And his peace, John 4, 18 says, drives out all fear. So for those of you that are anxious out there about whether it's driving, getting your driver's license, whether it's going back to school, a new job or whatever, that um, you need to focus on God. You need to come into the throne room of God and you need to just lay it at his feet. And say, you know what, I am anxious about this problem, Father. And let him help you with it. I know, Tyler, you were in a car wreck. And I was very anxious that day because they would not... All that the fire department, and there was, they had the roads blocked off and fire department, five fire trucks, ambulances everywhere. And I'm trying to get to you to see if you're okay. And I'm being told to get back in my car. And I'm like, but that's my grandson. I need to, I need to get to him. I need to make sure he's okay. Ma'am, you need to get back in your car. And I'm thinking, why aren't they telling me he's okay? So this spirit of fear came upon me. And then, of course, I called his daddy and put invoked that spirit of fear in him. I'm crying. Tyler's been in a wreck. They won't let me see him. I don't know. And he's like, 
so he comes uh, blowing up there <laughs> at about 100 miles an hour. He wasn't afraid to drive that day. <laughs> but we finally, um, you know, got to, we found out, I mean, you were in the hospital for almost a week, but you were alive and we thank God for that. What did you do in that moment? I mean, car wrecks are scary and I understand why some children would be afraid to drive, but tell me how you felt, how you dealt with it. I mean, the first of all, I did feel anxiety and I was scared, but right before I hit the truck, I said Jesus and all of a sudden I just felt this uh, sense of overwhelming peace and just know that he has me. That's right. And There's power in the name of Jesus, the Bible says. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Call upon the name of Jesus when you're most afraid in your life. Right? I know you had a moment. Uh, I've had those moments, yes. You were, you were car almost slid into another car, you said, and you called upon the name of Jesus as well on the ice. I've done that as well, too. And then for some reason, miraculously, the car straightens out. <laughs> and I don't believe that's a coincidence. I don't. I believe when you call upon the name of Jesus, his angels are there, and, and he is there, and he wants to help us. But you know the Bible also says we have not. We have not because we ask not. So, you know, if you're in in a circumstance, you better be calling upon the name of Jesus. You need to be calling and saying, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me with this. Right? So God will, he will ease your burden if you turn it over to him in prayer and faith. Right? Regardless of what your circumstances are or how dark your future may seem. I don't know what's going on with maybe somebody that's listening out here. But you need to take God at his word. His word is the most powerful thing on the universe. His word, he spoke his word and he created this universe. There is power in his word and his word doesn't return void. So if you take a scripture like what we've been reading here today and you speak it forth, there's power in that word. When you say, I don't have a spirit of fear, but I have power, love, and a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1.7. I don't have a spirit of fear. That's what you need to be saying. But God has not given me a spirit of fear is what it says. God didn't give it to me. And I always tell my grandkids, well, if God didn't give it to you, who did? But when God, it's probably something else. So you need to realize that when you speak that forth, that fear will go in Jesus' name. And you will have his peace. Uh, and enjoy his blessings as well. We, God doesn't want us going through life. Just like I don't want my children going through life being fearful or anxious or afraid to live the abundant life. So, um, perfect peace drives out fear. That's in 1 John 4.18. You will have peace when you know that you have a Heavenly Father who loves and cares for you. Alright, go out there today. Have an awesome, power-filled day. A fearless and bold day. Go before uh, God goes before you. You know that He goes before you. He fights your battles. He holds your hands. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. So whom and what shall you fear? I say nothing and nobody. Have a power-filled day because you can.